Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on? This is Thread the Needle Podcast, Episode 3. I am Jared Kelly. I am also brought to my side my co-host, Sean Bruner. Sean, how are we feeling after that win with the Sixers against Chicago Bulls last night? Great win last night. Embiid, 43 points, 14 rebounds, 55% shooting from the field. Harden with 16 points, 14 assists, 8 rebounds. Maxi had 17 points, 4 assists. And can't forget about Niang with 14 off the bench, 4-7. From three, great win by the Sixers last night. It was a little slow start again by them, but you know they always pick it up by the second half. They came out of the half strong, and I thought the Sixers put on a great performance and a great win. Absolutely, Sean, and you brought up about George Niang. He has been a huge piece for the 76ers, in my opinion, and ultimately, I liked Matisse Thybul guarding Zach Levine last night. I feel like he really locked him up. Um, and he made him struggle from the field goal. And also, we had to take in consideration Nikolai Vucevic was out. So ultimately, they had no answer for Joel Embiid down low. Yeah, obviously, they had uh, Vucevic, Caruso, and Lonzo out, obviously. Uh, it would have been a closer game. Yeah, that was a huge impact. Yeah. So Matisse, Matisse's defense is just out of this world. Like, he is, he is such a great defender, and he usually does guard Zach Levine when we play the Bulls. He usually locks them down. Get, gets a couple blocks against them usually. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, they had no answer for Joel Embiid. Really, nobody does. This dude's just unguardable at this point. <laughs> I no, agree, Sean. Nobody can really guard him. And he just gets to the free throw line so easily. Everybody just fails him because you can't guard him. So, um, yeah, they just didn't have any answer for Embiid last night. And I think the Sixers played a very well game. Oh, absolutely. Overall, it was a great team win. Uh, I just wanted to shed some light on DeAndre Jordan playing a little bit last night. And I also wanted to talk about Harden facilitating the ball so well, man, with 14 assists. I mean, obviously, he facilitated the Rocks so well. And ultimately, I feel like we got a lot of defensive stops in the paint. And also, I want to talk about Tyrese Maxey heating up in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, James Harden is underrated for his passing, I believe. I underrated him at one point. Um, but that that guy can pass, man, and he's he's such a he's such a great player to have on your team to just facilitate the ball, and he tries to get Embiid the rock every single time. So I think um, James Harden is such a great passer, and I think he's very underrated for his passing. And Tyrese Maxey is just getting better. Like I said last week, he's getting better every game. Every game. And that kid is that kid is just so energetic. And he just plays his heart out, and it just helps the Sixers so much. Plays his heart out on the floor every night, and he plays so fast. I mean, he has grown on me this year. I mean, he's been a tremendous talent. And, yeah, I also I understand where you're coming from, but also underlooking uh, James Harden's ability to pass because he's such a good player offensively, and he just has the signature size-ups and his step-backs that, you know, you kind of underlook his way to facilitate the ball as well as, as, well as it is. Yeah, and he – he usually gets double teamed too, so he usually leaves an open man for somebody to be open, and he usually gets the ball to whoever's open. And he's just so good at facilitating the ball that the Sixers are in good hands with James Harden. Without a doubt, Sean, I completely agree. And I've also been liking the way our trio has been playing, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, and Joel Embiid. And honestly, I think this opens up so much space for Tobias Harris. I think ultimately now you just need him to hit his open shots, and now he's going to know his role, and he's going to have so much of relief outside because they're either going to be one, double-teaming Embiid, 
to double teaming James Harden or, you know, trying to guard Tyrese Maxey outside or driving in because he's just so fast. And I think this opens up a lot of open shots for Tobias Harris. And I think ultimately he's just got to knock down his open shots and, you know, play his role and know it and play it well. Yeah, Tobias just has to get back on track. Um, ever since this trade, he just hasn't been playing how he was playing before. But um, I know he'll get out of that slump and he's going to help our team throughout the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Um, the Sixers have been playing very well with James Harden in the lineup. They're 5-0. and They're averaging 125.4 points per game in a 5-0 and start with James Harden in the lineup. Harden also is the first player to have 120 points and 60 assists in his first five games with a franchise. He has 123 points and 62 assists. Wow, Sean, that is a huge statistic you brought up, man. That just goes to prove you how how much of an impact it is with the James Harden effect. I mean, and it is coming true, you know, and it just goes to show you how much of a positive impact James Harden is ultimately for the 76ers as a whole. Yeah, and I was at the game last night, man. It was electric. Electric. Dude. Yeah, I know you said your ears are ringing from the crowd's ecstatic. Dude, it was it was really loud in there. MVP chants everywhere, and there's no doubt in my mind that Joel Embiid is the MVP. He's got to win MVP, man. This guy has been playing out of his mind and leaving his heart on the floor every game, man. Even diving for loose balls. I mean, he does it all, man. He has been ultimately the MVP this year. And, hey, it might be a little biased just because we're Philly fans, but Joel Embiid's MVP. You got it this year, my big boy. I don't care, man. This, this dude is the MVP. Nobody is playing better than Joel Embiid right now. 43 points and 14 rebounds last night. He just destroys the Bulls, and he... Since 2017, he's 11-0 against the Bulls. Wow. So, you know, he played. nobody on that Bulls team has been able to guard him since 2017. So, Dude, even if they had Nikolai Vucevic in that game, like he, he wouldn't have been he able to stop him. He still sauces them no matter what. Yeah, without he a doubt. He sauced them in Orlando, and he sauces them in Chicago. So, Yep. It was a great win, ultimately, for the 76ers as a whole. Okay, I kind of just wanted to shift our focus over the Atlanta versus Detroit game. I took Atlanta on this one, and somehow, some way, Detroit pulled it out in an overtime. Let's kind of talk about that, Sean. Yeah, I also had the Hawks in this game. Don't know how they lost this, simply because they shot 11 for 38 from three-point range. Wow. Not going to get it done. Not going to get it done. And also, Trey Young... Off night for points. He had 14 points. That's not Trey Young's night. So um, if your big star is not playing like that, then you're not going to win the game. So. Yeah, really low scoring night for Trey Young. I mean, that's 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 very odd. I know uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich had 22 points uh, to be their leading scorer last night. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge contribution uh, from him. Yeah, and Kate Cunningham on the other side just sauced up the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, he had 28 points. Um, he also had 10 assists and 6 rebounds. And also, Jeremy Grant had a good night. He had 23 points with 4 rebounds to help Detroit get a win. Marvin Bagley had 19 off the bench. Yeah, Marvin Bagley, yeah. And I just wanted to bring up some of Detroit's statistics. So, ultimately, as a team, they shot 46.2% in total for field goal percentage. They also shot 36.4% for the three-point, and they scored 50 points in the paint. I mean, ultimately, they were just getting it done against Atlanta Hawks. And... I thought, honestly, Atlanta Hawks were going to pull out this win, man. I mean, you know, you wouldn't think taking it on a limb, you're going to take the Detroit Pistons, you know? Yeah, but, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, they haven't been playing good at all this year. They're 31-33. and 33. They're 10th. They're, right now, they're in the play-in tournament. They're the last seed in the play-in tournament. They're 12 games behind first place. So, the Hawks just aren't the same team as last year. I don't think they have that same firepower. 
even though they do have the same team, it's just it's just not the same right now. I got you. I completely agree, Sean. So let's go over to the Utah versus Mavericks game. Ultimately, I took Utah on this, man. I thought Utah was was, was going to take the win, uh, but they fell to the Dallas Mavericks, 111-103. to Bojan Bogdanovic had 21 points and four assists. Jordan Clarkson was the second leading scorer last night with 19 points. But on the Dallas Mavericks end, Luka Doncic had 35 points, big scoring night with seven assists and 10 rebounds. So, I mean, that's huge. And then you also had Spencer Dinwiddie with 23 points. He was their second leading scorer last night. This piece they added with Spencer Dinwiddie has been huge for Dallas Mavericks. I'm um, sorry, I was I was misreading my handwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he had 16 rebounds. You're right. Good good correction mm-hmm. with that, Sean. Um, and also, Finney Smith had 21 points with five rebounds. So, ultimately, they just played really well as a team. And like I said, Spencer Dimity, that huge trade. I mean, they won that trade, man. And Spencer Dimity has been huge. I know he started the other night. I don't think he started last night. I think he, he did come- start last he night. He did start last he night? Did. Okay, yeah. So, Spencer Dimity had a good night for Dallas Mavericks last night. Yeah, he's been playing. He's been balling out for them. Um, Dallas has been playing very well. I also had Utah in this game. I thought Utah, with all their stars in Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Mike Conley shot one for seven from field goal range and had three points. So wow, that's not going to get it yeah, done. Yeah, it's not going to get it done. So I also did have Utah in this, but yeah, Dallas has been playing very well. And Spencer Dinwiddie in that lineup, he's been balling out, man. Twenty three points last night. And also a huge game from Luca and Vinny Smith. Um, but yeah, Dallas have, have been playing very well as of late. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and yeah, I took Utah on this too because they're such a great outside scoring team. I just thought they were going to get done against the Mavericks, but they did not. They fell uh, 111 to 103. Um, so let's kind of shift our focus over to the Lakers versus Spurs game. Um, you already know where I'm leaning towards this. Can't root against my guy, DeJounte Murray, favorite player in the league right now. So I took the Spurs on this one, and they did pull it out. LeBron was also out with knee soreness. Um, but they won 117 to 110. So ultimately a huge win uh, from the San Antonio Spurs. Um, obviously LeBron was out, so that played a big uh, contribute in their loss. Um, and then, you know, they also still have Anthony Davis out. Um, I, I believe Malik Bunk did pretty good. Um, Malik Monk had 17. 17 points with four assists. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook also had 17 points with 10 rebounds, uh, getting a double-double. And he also had six assists, just four assists shy of a triple-double. Yeah. I took uh, San Antonio San Antonio in this because it's the Lakers. Um, I also saw LeBron was out. But I don't know. I probably would have took San Antonio either way. I mean, obviously LeBron would have helped them. Tremendously. Won, but I probably would have took the Spurs just because the Lakers have not been playing good as of late. Um, they're just not a good team. And uh, I think Russell Westbrook is getting a ton of criticism right now. Oh, I mean, it's been blowing up, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just think the, the Spurs played a better game. DeJounte Murray bought out as usual, almost too close to a triple-double. So yeah, he, just shy. He, he led San Antonio, and I think that um, he helped them get the win. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring up some San Antonio statistics last night. Uh, ultimately, as a team, they shot 54.8% from the field goal. They shot 34.6 from three-point, and their total rebounds was 47 in total. And they also had 64 points in the paint. So ultimately, they just got it done as a whole. And the- Okay, let's move over to the Knicks versus Kings game. I took the Knicks on this one. They beat the Kings. It was a huge win. 
Um, I know Sabonis got ejected late in the fourth uh, for bumping a ref. I didn't watch the game, but I saw that pop up on a notification on my ESPN app. Yeah, I took the Sacramento Kings in this. I thought the Knicks just are the Knicks, and I just didn't think that uh, Sacramento would lose to the Knicks at home. Um, De'Aaron Fox had 24 points. Uh, as you said, Sabonis had 19. He got ejected. And uh, Julius Randle with 46 points. 46 points, man. I mean, that was huge last night for their win. And R.J. Barrett's still hot with 29. I mean, ultimately, it was a great game from Julius Randle. And, yeah, they did fall to Sacramento 131 to 115. So they really started pulling it out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and for New York, R.J. Barrett is the leader of the New York Knicks. I mean, yeah, I, I guess he kind of has proven his point over – the span of his last 15, 20 games. Yeah. I mean, he's just been a huge contributor um, on the offensive end. I mean, they're leading scorer uh, multiple nights. So, you know, yeah, he's just he's just facing the Knicks right now, yeah. and they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and uh, it was a slow start to the season for him. I know you had him in uh, fantasy. You traded him. Yeah. I was sick about that. Yeah, now, huh? I mean, patience is of the essence, and I just – wasn't patient with him in the end of the season. He was kind of in a slump. He was bouncing around. He would have his on on games, and then he would have his tremendously off games. And, you know, yeah, I just wasn't patient with him. And I traded him for Marcus Smart. So, I mean, honestly, I didn't really lose out because Marcus Smart has been balling too, and Boston's looking really good on the defensive end. They're looking really good as a team. So, I mean, ultimately, I didn't really lose out of the trade. But, yeah, I should have been patient with him. I mean, he's dropping buckets now. But, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, he's been a bucket lately, man. Yeah, so let's kind of go over to the Heat versus Rockets. I took the Heat in this one. Um, I also took the Heat. You also took the Heat? I took the Heat. So the Heat won last night, 123-106, to 106, Sean. I know Kyle Lowry had an off night. I believe he only had, it was like three rebounds and a couple assists. Yeah, zero points. He yeah, zero points. 0 for 3. Yeah, 0 for 3. I mean... And, you know, I know Jalen Green had 20 points, um, and Kevin Porter Jr. stepped off for the Houston Rockets with 22. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I, I mean, good win for Miami. I mean, they were playing Houston. I mean, this should have been a win without a doubt. Um, you know, Houston's still trying to figure it out with a bunch of young talent. And, you know, yeah, good win by Miami. Yeah, and um, Victor Oladipo came back last night for Miami. He dropped 11 points, uh, four assists. In 15 minutes. In um, only 15 minutes. I mean, and when he comes back and he's healthy, dude, that's going to be a huge piece for Miami. Yeah, so ending the regular season and heading into the playoffs, how do you think that Victor Oladipo is going to help them finish off the season? Oh, uh, He's going to impact, you know, their, their record tremendously. Um, But honestly, I can't root against, you know, our hometown Sixers. So I think, honestly, with the way we've been playing, hopefully Miami can get some losses so we can bump up to that first place in, yeah. in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Miami has a – I was looking last night. They got a pretty tough schedule and – we got yeah, so do we. Yeah, too, we have a tough so schedule, too. I yeah. think ours might be a little tougher, so. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and I just want to shed some light on the Miami Heat statistics uh, for last night. Um, for a field goal, they shot 53.7% last night. They also shot 45.2% from three-point. Also from the free-throw line, they shot 78.6%, and they had 50 total rebounds and 66 points in the paint. Ultimately, they got it done. Yeah, Miami just outdueled them. Miami is a better team. Everybody probably expected Miami to win this game. Um, yeah, the Rockets just aren't a good team. Miami is a way better team. They have better players. Tyler Hero keeps balling out off the bench. 
31 points. Oh, yeah, he had 31. Yeah. yeah, still hot. I mean, he's been a huge piece for Miami this year. Jimmy Butler, 21. They had a full lineup. They had their guys healthy um, and having Victor Oladipo back as well. The Rockets just don't have anybody good, and the Rockets are most likely the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, they're still Maybe. trying to figure it out. They're still in rebuilding mode. They got a bunch of young talent um, that, you know, are, are still kind of inconsistent. You know, you got Jalen Green on there, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Um, you know, they're just – they're trying to figure it out still. Yeah, and you know they'll get a high lottery pick, so. Yeah, without a doubt. So let's go over to the Trailblazers versus Timberwolves. I took the Timberwolves in this, and they won um, against the Portland Trailblazers, uh, 124 to 81. Um, obviously, you still got Damian Lord out. Um, Simons was out last night. Um, so you had a big contribute from Brandon Williams, um, who played their starting point guard. He had 27 points, I believe. Um, and Carl Anthony Towns still balling with 27 points to help the Timberwolves win. And Malik Beasley had 19, 19 points to help the Timberwolves win. Yeah, uh, Portland, another team, just not good. Uh, they don't have Damian Lillard. They traded away C.J. McCollum. They traded right. away all their guys. Struggling offensively right now. Struggling offensively. And Minnesota has been playing good this year. With Minnesota playing good, they have a legitimate shot to – be in the playoffs and hopefully uh, see what they're made of and maybe get a first-round win. Without a doubt, Sean. Um, so ultimately, it was a good win from the Timberwolves. Um, but honestly, like, I did not expect it um, playing the Trailblazers, you know, because they're missing Damian Lillard um, and Simons wasn't playing. He's been a huge piece. He's been hot. Yeah, Simons been has been balling, man. Um, but like I said, it was a big night from Brandon Williams. I actually picked him up last night and he dropped me 27. So <laughs> it was huge on my fantasy squad, but let's go over to our last game, which was the Warriors versus Nuggets. I took the Warriors on this man. Um, I know Steph Curry was out. Andrew Wiggins was out, but it was a huge night from Jordan Poole. He had 32, 32 from him and Moses Moody, who was starting at point guard job, job 30, job 30. Yeah. Yeah, so ultimately they uh, the Dem the Denver Nuggets won over the Warriors one thirty one one twenty four, but Nikolai Jokic still balling out. He had a triple double. He had thirty two points, fifteen rebounds, and thirteen assists. And not a triple double. I mean, he's still been balling. He's still in that MVP race. Um, and yeah, I mean, huge night from Jordan Poole and Moses Moody. Um, I took the Warriors on this one, but they fell to the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I also took the Warriors. I probably shouldn't have knowing that Steph. Wiggins, Draymond. And Clay, Clay was out. And yeah. Clay, yeah. So Clay with rest. It was kind of dumb on my part to take Denver, but I, or uh, to take Golden State, but um, yeah, Denver, I should have known that they were just going to get that easy one. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, Sean. But yeah, it was it was a good game from Nikolai Jokic. I mean, he's obviously been balling, like I said, MVP race. But yeah, I think. I think, honestly, for the Denver Nuggets, I know Michael Porter Jr. joined the G League, and I talked about this in the last episode. Um, I believe he – I don't know if he has played a game yet or not with them, um, but I know it was reported that he was supposed to join the G League. But if they can pick him up for their playoff run, I mean, that would be huge. I mean, to release some stress off of Nikolai Jokic's shoulders. Yeah, um, having Michael Porter Jr. back and Jamal Murray, that's going to be huge for Denver. Um, it's going to take a lot of weight off of Nikola Jokic's shoulders. So Denver's going to be uh, a top team like they were a couple of years ago instead of being um, the mediocre type of team that they are now. So they, they're going to go back to their top three in the Western Conference 
um, once they get Jamal Murray back and Michael Porter Jr. And if they get them back before the playoffs, um, I think they're going to help them a lot. So just a quick question to pop this to you, Sean, because um, it popped up in my head. Who do you think is going to win this best six-man in the league this year? Six-man of the year? Um, I would say it has to be Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero, right? He's been balling. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, on I, would say Tyler, I would say Tyler Hero. Um, I had I had him in fantasy this, this year, and then I traded him away. Um, but – yeah, uh, Tyler Hero. He's just he's just a bucket. There's no way he doesn't win Sixth Man of the Year. He's putting up 20 points a game off the bench, just like you know, like Jordan Clarkson was. Lou Williams. I still so, have Jordan yeah. Clarkson on my fantasy. Yeah, so th- <laughs> there's no way that uh, Tyler Hero shouldn't win um, Sixth Man of the Year. Right, because honestly, he's just been balling uh, for the Miami Heat. Okay, so to wrap up the show, we're gonna go for our picks tonight, just like how we ended the show. The other night, we're going to see how we did. Jared, <laughs> oh I'm going to tell God. you, man, you, you did not do – I didn't do good, but you didn't uh, get a I did, single I, one. I did horrible, man. Yeah, I didn't get a single win. You I did get, horrible. You didn't get a single one in the episode, so let's see if you can redeem yourself. <laughs> I hope tonight. <laughs> this time. All right, so for the first game, we have the Brooklyn Nets and the Charlotte Hornets. This one is played in Charlotte. I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets on this one because I believe Kyrie can play, right? Kyrie can play. In Charlotte, yeah. So I'm going to take – I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to say Kevin Durant's going to ball out probably 25-plus tonight at least. Um, And I say Kyrie gets at least 20-plus. Um, I'm going to say a huge win for the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Okay. Um, I see Gordon – well, Gordon Hayward's been out. Um, I will also take the Brooklyn Nets in this. Um, Kyrie can play. So – and they got Kevin Durant back, so I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets as well. Um, the second game, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. This one is played in Indiana. Ah. This is a pretty good game. I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to say Buddy Hield has been balling out for the Pacers, and I think it's going to be a huge night from Tyrese and Buddy. Um, I think I'm going to take the Pacers on this one. I am going to go the opposite. I'm going to take the Cleveland Cavaliers. I okay. think Darius Garland will have a night. Definitely. Actually, hold on, hold on. I might want to change my pick. Ah, a little indecisive there. Well, well now I'm seeing Jared Allen's out. Jared Allen is out. Yeah, yeah. and that's gonna, yeah, that, that's gonna be a huge deficit um for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. So this time I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with my pick. I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's gonna stay strong I'm, and I'm stay go with Cleveland. Cavaliers. Okay. All right. So the third game we have the Phoenix Suns and the Orlando Magic. This one's. <laughs> Played in Orlando, I'm taking the Suns. Though. I'm taking the Suns. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, they're still playing without their main man, Chris Paul, but they still look good as a team, man. I mean, and Monty Williams, I just love the way he's been been coaching the young guys on that team. He's just do, been doing a phenomenal job on the coaching end. Yeah, Phoenix have has been playing well even with their stars out. Without a doubt. Uh, the next game we have the New Orleans Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going to take my guy Ja and go with the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I can't root against Ja right now, and the Grizzlies look really well. I expect a big night from Ja Morant and probably a huge night from Desmond Bain. Um, yeah, Grizzlies come out with a win. Yeah, the Grizzlies have been playing very well as of late. Um, they're the second seed, I believe, right now. Yeah. Climb up to the second seed. They, they are climbing. State. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the next game, we have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Oklahoma City Thunder. This one's played in Oklahoma City. I'm going to take the Bucks. In the I'm going to take the Bucks. They're just experienced. They looked good all year, and, yeah, can't root against them. I, I expect um, Giannis to have a big night, and I also expect Bobby Porters to have a big night, probably like 15-plus tonight. Yeah, and Oklahoma City does have a good amount of players out too. So Yeah. This one's a TNT game, just like the – 
Grizzlies and the Pelicans game. This is the Clippers and the Warriors. I am going with the Golden State Warriors. Oh, I got to take the Warriors on this one. I think the Clippers just don't have enough offensive power. Um, and I think ultimately if Steph comes back, Andrew Wiggins, and hopefully Clay comes back, um, I know they rested him last night, yeah. uh, you know, with a back-to-back game. So um, I think he's going to play tonight, Clay Thompson. Um, and I think ultimately if, if them guys play tonight, I think a huge win from Golden State. Yeah, uh, they should all be back tonight, and I think Golden State does get the win. They've been struggling as of late, but I think they'll get back on track. They're too good of a team to start losing. Without a doubt, Sean, I completely agree. That is going to wrap up the show. This has been Thread the Needle Podcast, Episode 3, uploading every week on Spotify. Have a good one.